Hi, my name is Barry Bennett, and my son was pronounced dead in the womb, but God raised him up. My wife Betty Kay and I were married in January of 1978 while we were attending Bible College in Dallas, Texas. And in August of that year, we went forth to Mexico as missionaries. What we didn't know at the time was that she was already expecting our first child. And so we arrived in Mexico without that knowledge, but a couple of months later, it became apparent that she was indeed uh, pregnant. A few days after finding that out, perhaps a week or two had gone by, uh, she began to experience uh, severe difficulties in the pregnancy, uh, a lot of hemorrhaging, and we became quite concerned. And though we didn't speak Spanish, we sought out a Mexican doctor who did speak English, who had been trained in New York, and we went to him for a consultation. He ran a number of tests on Betty Kay, including a sonogram, which was somewhat new at the time. I took her home after that visit, and the following day I came back for the results and spoke with the doctor, and he showed me the sonogram. And what he said to me was that the fetus, as he called it, had died, the sac had collapsed, and uh, the hemorrhaging was, was this beginnings of a spontaneous abortion. He said that within a couple of days, the fetus would pass and that she would be all right after that. I heard what he said with my head, uh, but with my heart, it did not enter in. I, di I did not receive his words with my heart. I knew something different. We had known she was pregnant for a few weeks, and we had a very uh, sure word in our hearts that we were going to have a son and that his name would be David. I, I returned home from that doctor's visit, and I told my wife, Betty Kay, I said, the doctor said that you just need to stay in bed and rest and you'll be okay. I didn't tell her what he really had said because I, didn't, I decided not to believe what he had said. I had a different word from God. And we began to hang on and believe God and, and we would pray together and pray over the baby. And uh, we just simply did not believe the doctor's report, nor did she even know the doctor's report. And so a few days went by and nothing had happened. And I, I began to realize nothing was going to happen, that God had, was going to or had done a miracle. And so once some time passed, uh, we decided we did not go back to that doctor. We moved back to Texas for other reasons. And in Texas, we did find another doctor. And that doctor did not notice anything out of the ordinary. And the, the full pr pregnancy passed, including two extra weeks. What may have happened in those two weeks, uh, we don't know. But we do know that David was born two weeks late, but perfectly healthy with no complications and no problems. And he's 34 years old today and is a, is a blessed young man. I want to encourage all of you that are here tonight that, to realize that you have two different ways you can hear God. You have, we'll say, two sets of ears. You have your natural hearing, your natural capacity to hear what people say, but you also have the capacity to hear what God says. You have the capacity to receive His Word. The Spirit would bear witness with your spirit. If we spend all of our time only listening with our natural ears to what the doctor says, to what our neighbors say, to what our family says, all of the doubts, the fears, the scientific facts, if that's all we're hearing, then it's going to be more difficult to hear what God has to say. I was able to hear what the Holy Spirit had to say at the same time that the doctor was speaking to me. As the doctor was speaking to me saying, the baby has died, the Holy Spirit was saying to me, no. That, might, that may have been the only word I got from the Holy Spirit, but, but that no overcame the word of the doctor. And I was able to believe what my spirit was hearing instead of what my head was hearing. This is a very major key 
in receiving anything from God. We're spiritual beings. We have the capacity to hear God. So let His Spirit minister to you tonight. Praise God. I didn't know that one. I tell you, God is alive and well. And you know, one of the things that's happening at this conference is that we're just hearing these faith statements. We're hearing testimonies. You've seen hundreds of people that have already been healed. And what it does, it changes your perspective. Most of us live in so much doubt and unbelief. You hear the doctors, you hear the family members, and, and the drumbeat of all of this unbelief and it gets you to feeling like, well, this is really hard. And it's not. It's, it's just the fact that we have so much unbelief and fear. And when you hear the testimonies like this, it makes a difference. You know, I talked to a woman tonight who had ovarian cancer and she wanted me to pray for her and I prayed with her. But I just said, that's no big deal. It's not a big deal. I said, cancer is nothing. It doesn't take any more uh, anointing of God to heal cancer than it does a cold. The same anointing that heals a cold heals cancer. The only difference is the unbelief level that we have associated with cancer that we don't have with cold. And we get, uh, most of us live more in the unbelief realm, in the natural realm that this world has created than we do a faith culture. And so here we are, man, we're talking about healing, we're hearing testimonies. And you know what? It's building your faith and it's shrinking your problems. And if you shrink your problem down to where it's no big deal, cancer's no different than cold, all of a sudden your little mustard seed amount of faith is more than enough to overcome the thing. I tell you, we just, this is really good. I believe that it's changing a lot of people's lives. Let me share one thing with you that during the song Forever that they were singing, uh, I, could, I had my back to all of you. I didn't see this, but I just knew by the Spirit that some of you were rejoicing so much when it talked about the grave couldn't hold him and you were just rejoicing and talking about the resurrection of Jesus and forever he is glorified. And then I felt like there was others that were sitting there holding back because you haven't experienced everything. And I know that to be true by the Spirit of the Lord. And you know what the Lord spoke to me is, He says, this is one of the big problems is that people won't just glorify Him for what He has done and who He is until they can see it, until they can experience it. And a real breakthrough comes when you just can, I don't care if you're in the process of dying, glorify Him that He's overcome everything. And just... Forget yourself for a moment. Forget your situation and glorify him for what he's done. And if worse comes to worse, and if you die, you go straight to heaven. And you're going to be healed for eternity and you'll be awesome. And so just forget yourself and start glorifying him for who he is, whether you've experienced it or not. You know, when the Lord first revealed healing to me, I was teaching Bible studies with about 60 to 80 people in these Bible studies, and I had never been sick to speak of in my life. I'd, I'd lived a pretty healthy life and stuff, go years in between a cold and stuff. And the moment I started preaching on healing, I got sick and stayed sick for six months. 
I had colds, flu, headaches, this, that, everything. And the Lord showed me this verse that once you're enlightened, I think it's Hebrews 10, 35 or somewhere around there. Once you're enlightened, you endure a great fight of affliction. Satan is going to take everything he's got planned at you for six years in the future and throw it at you all at once when you're young and when you're weak so that he'll try and talk you out of it. And I've, I actually started to back off of healing because I thought I can't live it. And so I'm not going to preach it. And as I was meditating on these things, the Lord just spoke to me and he says, you know, it's true whether you live it or not. And you need to get to where you let God be true and every man a liar, Romans chapter three, verse four, and even yourself and your circumstances, you need to get to where you proclaim the truth, whether you are experiencing it or not. And I tell you, when I made that decision and I said, I'm going to preach this because it's the truth. Whether I can live up to it, whether I'm there or not, I am going to speak the truth. It was a breakthrough in my life. And that's what I'm trying to describe tonight. The Lord is saying some of you are holding back on really glorifying the Lord because you haven't experienced everything yet. You need to forget yourself and go to glorifying Him for who He is, whether you ever experience it or not. And the strange thing is when you do that, it's a breakthrough for you. And you'll find out that, man, joy will rise and faith will rise. And all of a sudden, that thing that was so big to you is just overwhelmed, like a tidal wave just overwhelms it when you forget yourself and go to glorifying God for who He is. Anyway, I didn't mean to preach, but that was good. I think that'll help. Let me also say one last thing, and then I'll turn the service back over. But I want to thank all of our staff and volunteers. We've got so many people. They're awesome. Amen. You know, I don't even know how many people we have, but I know that counting staff and volunteers, it's probably 200, 250. Does anybody know? 200, and probably 100 of those are volunteers. I talked to some of them yesterday. They got here before sunrise and left after the service was over, and then they're back early this morning. I don't even know how they do it. But uh, what a blessing these people are. And I got a testimony about a man that had a heart episode yesterday, and our security was there helping him. They were willing to call an ambulance, but he said, no, he's had this before and he was just going to believe God he's healed. So they stood and prayed with him and another person took him all the way back down to Manitou and went in and prayed with him. The guy's totally well and stuff. And it's just awesome. We've got anointed janitors. Everybody here, they just love God and they love you. And I just want to thank them and say, you know, we couldn't do this without them. And I really believe that God has given us a beautiful facility. But you know what? If we trashed it and didn't take care of it, I don't believe God will give you things like that unless you're a good steward. So every person who's sweeping the floors and parking the cars and doing every single thing here is a vital part of what's happening. And I believe that... Uh, that's one of the reasons God has blessed us. So thanks to everybody. You are a blessing. Amen. So I'll turn it back over to Carly. Sorry for taking so much time, but if I can't do it, who can? Amen. 
When your name's on the building, you can do just what you like, I tell you. That's how it goes. That's how it rolls. Well, I tell you, that was a good word. You know, in, in Hebrews, it says, by faith and patience, we inherit the promises. And sometimes people just, just quit too soon. You know what? We win if we don't quit, right? Because the word works in us. And it, just like with Barry's testimony, the word keeps working. If we just hold on to the word of God, we will see it come to pass. And I'm going to share some testimonies of people that have done just that. We've had a great, great time this morning. We saw many, many people healed again this morning through words of knowledge, through our prayer ministry team, people just receiving in their seats. It was just fun to stand up here. I mean, Daniel and I were standing up here. It was like watching popcorn erupting, all the different healings going around the crowd. It was exciting. So who was here this morning? Put your hand up. Wow, look at all those people. I'm glad you came back. Thanks. Thanks for showing up. And who was healed? Who's already received a healing? Look at all these people. Look at all these people, see? Amen. Every day, every day, more and more people receive. So I've got some testimonies here from this morning. You know, we, had, um, we like to have people come up on the stage as they, as they receive and, and get straight on the microphone and testify because the devil comes quickly to steal what you've received. And when you get it out and you hear it outside of your head or you write it down on one of those sheets, somehow it does something to you. It's like it immortalizes it. It becomes real to you. We need to speak out the things that God has done for us. It's powerful. We had a man come up and testify that he injured his knee 36 years ago, and he'd been in constant pain since then. Constant pain. Been on pain medication all those years, and he was instantly healed. And he was bending his knees and running up and down the stage here after 36 years of being in pain. Amen. That's powerful. This testimony here is from Brenda. She was diagnosed in 1996 um, with MS. We've had several people healed of MS, actually. And she said she was prayed for tonight and began to walk without help. It's been 11 years since she's been walking without aid. She said she was actually came in a wheelchair. Brenda, are you here? Where's Brenda? Where are you? She's standing up. See, look at that. That's Brenda. She's in a wheelchair, standing up. Amen. And Brenda... I heard that you put someone else in that wheelchair and started pushing them around. Is that true? Amen. We don't need that wheelchair anymore. We need to get you something more appropriate, right? So she's healed. She said she's planning on going to the gym. Is this true? She's <laughs> you do it. I believe it. Amen. All right. This one is from Judy, and Judy says that she was diagnosed with stage four multiple myeloma and spinal stenosis over two years ago. Uh, right before we opened CBC in Tampa Bay, Clearwater, Florida. She's one of our directors down there. She said she's had back pain off and on, and since then she's, she has received treatment. But about a week before I left to come here to the conference, my back started hurting. Carly called out chronic pain. This was from this morning. I didn't raise my hand immediately because I didn't see it as chronic pain. And then suddenly I realized, let me check my body because I did, I did have pain before, she says. But I didn't have any pain now. All the pain has gone. I was able to twist and turn. I gave testimony. She says that, that diagnosis is no more. We believe that cancer is gone. Amen. Dead. Buried. Cut off its head. And this person, Kimberly, Kimberly said that she broke her ankle on June 30th, had an ankle in a boot, had surgery after prayer. She didn't have any pain. She received a healing from a broken ankle. Good deal. This is from Robert. He says, today I went up for healing from um, emotional and physical healing, several things actually, but I only mentioned three of the things. I had an anger problem, failing memory, slight, I had pain, I had stiffness in my neck and head, 
and well, the neck and the head pain were healed immediately, and all of the other problems were gone as well. And he's been completely healed of everything. Everything. Amen. Uh, this is from somebody who's anonymous because they didn't sign their name. But they had neuropathy. They had been tingling in their um, toes and feet. Uh, we called out neuropathy. And he says, the devil is out under their feet. They're healed. No more neuropathy. <laughs> Amen. This, I think it says Stephanie. Excuse me if I, if I got that wrong. Um, received healing from Crohn's disease. She's been suffering for 13 years. No more Crohn's disease. All the symptoms have left. This is from Donna. She said that God loves me so much that he's even interested in me receiving healing from my adult acne. Um, and she says that she received prayer um, and she saw her acne disappear from her face. Praise God. Easy peasy. Stage four breast cancer with lymph node under arm, um, making it difficult to lift the right arm. After prayer, was able to lift their arm higher. All their pain was gone. We believe in the cancer went with it. Amen. <laughs> You know, cancer is no problem for Jesus. We said this this morning, but you know, it's Jesus that's the big C. Cancer is the little C, right? Cancer is nothing compared to Jesus. Let's just get some, some, some heavenly perspective on this. Uh, this is from uh, Eileen. She writes, she, there was cataract, this person had cataracts, dry eyes, and astigmatism. And after prayer, they could see perfectly. Um, arthritic pain in the hips, gone. Back pain, gone. Uh, diabetes. Well, this person said, instead of insulin, they got a shot of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. They received healing from diabetes. They, they said their pancreas has become new and their blood sugar level is normal. Amen. Uh, this person was healed of allergies. They had allergies to uh, menthol and lavender. It was a deadly allergy. They said they needed... Um, they, it put them in hospital. It was obviously a severe, sounds like an anaphylactic reaction. Afterwards, they were, they, it sounds like they were around um, something that would have normally triggered an allergic reaction, and they didn't have any, any kind of symptoms. They were completely healed of a life-threatening allergy. <laughs> Amen. This was a husband and wife. They both came together because they had painful knees, and they both left healed. A <laughs> double healing. Amen. Lots of people. We also had, who took part in our workshops this afternoon? How many of you? Lots of you took part in that. Wonderful. I'm going to ask um, the Mayhans and the Nutmans. These are our um, workshop instructors. I don't know who wants to come up on the stage, but uh, a couple of you to come and share what happened at the workshops this afternoon. We had one workshop that, that took people out onto the streets to minister to the people of Manitou Springs, Colorado Springs, and Woodland Park. And we had um, another workshop that stayed right here. And uh, they were talking about operating the gifts and learning, um, practicing what they've been learning during the day. Amen. So we have another microphone, which is right here. Do you want to grab that, Brian? Wonderful. Okay. So well, let, let's, let's start with you guys. You were doing our uh, operating the gifts workshop. Do you just want to share real quick what happened? Give us the highlights. Yeah, that was a really good afternoon. And I just want to thank everybody who came and participated. It was amazing. Um, and you guys were amazing. We had one uh, activity we were doing and a girl uh, came up and she'd had a word from, Carly called out a word about somebody's waiting to get pregnant. And that's the word that Carly called out this morning. And she was like, that's my word, because she'd been, been trying for quite a long time and quite a few issues. Docs, doctors had told her that it had to be a miracle. So she'd come here to get her miracle. Then this is how God works. He's so cool. Love him. And at lunchtime, somebody had gone up to her and said, God wants you to know that the answer's yes. 
And then with our workshop this afternoon, we were doing an activity. We were just praying over some pictures that we had. And this woman said to her, I can just feel this picture here. And it's about being a mother. And, and does that mean anything to you? So she came up and she went, you know, all day long, God had just been imparted stuff into her. And this is the whole idea of these workshops. They're your workshops. They're for you to hear from the Lord. And it's just been great. These guys have been great on the, on the streets. We've had a whole team. Um, Mick and Linda, they've been great. And I would just like to thank all our prayer ministers because they have just helped these workshops Amen. go. Amen. Let's give our prayer ministers a round of applause. They've been an absolute blessing. Absolutely awesome. Fabulous. And I believe we had about 700 people in those workshops this afternoon. Is that right? going through prophetic exercises, learning how to listen to the Lord and, and minister to other people in their spiritual gifts. Amen. Good deal. Thanks, guys, for doing that for us. And this is Tim and Lisa Mahan from Streetlight Ministries. Would you like to tell us what happened with the street ministry this afternoon? We, I think we have some pictures up here. Is that right? Of the street ministry? Absolute, Wonderful. Yeah. You know what? We are so absolutely blessed that we had so many people come out. We were actually kind of shocked. It's such a blessing that we're able to do this here. And we had people healed. We had people healed physically in their knees and their backs. We had people healed emotionally. We had people get and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Awesome. We had um, someone get saved. We made connections, which is what we like to do to get people into churches and give them follow-up and give them discipleship. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm like, wow. Okay, God, this is, this is totally awesome. Um, and, and then who, Chris, who's this young man? Come on over here. Chris has a story. They went downtown with the end twizzles, and he has a story of a healing. Yeah, it was a, it was a day. Uh, we did the treasure hunt, and we did the thing, and we went. The first people we saw right away were the people on our list. And we prayed for them, and they had emotional healing. And then we went and found two men who've met our description. And I watched them pray over one man, Tony, for his knee. Then I had the opportunity to pray for uh, Tim for his back. And after watching the first, I did the same, and his back was healed. He Amen. was freed. Amen. And then after it was all said and done, I was leaving. Everybody was gone. I came across a lady, and I started sharing my testimony of what I had seen. And I looked down, and she had a brace on her knee. And I kind of looked around. And I was like, do you want me to pray for your knee? Well, <laughs> well yeah. She said, Yeah. With all the authority that I could, within me, of who Christ is in me, I touched her knee, and that lady took her brace off and walked away. Amen. Praise God. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. That is awesome. I, 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 I've got to say one more thing. <clears throat> I'm a physician. I've been practicing 30 years, and I could not have done that for that lady. All I could have done was given her some medication and hoped she got better. I saw the Spirit of God work in her. That's powerful. So the, the people that you took out onto the streets, what kind of experience have all these brand new? Have many of these people done this before? You know, a lot of people hadn't gone out it before at all. And what we saw that was also so amazing was that people were, were activated to go out. People that thought that they couldn't speak to anybody. We had someone in, in Manitou Springs with us that she said her name was Cindy. I don't know where you're at, but she she. She felt like she could never talk to anybody. She said, you know, I didn't even want to say my name to anybody. I didn't even want to do anything. And using a word of knowledge to talk to somebody, she started talking and opening up. And she said, she's not going to stop. So it's like everyone that, everyone that went out was encouraged. So the body of Christ was mobilized Amen. and encouraged. 
And it's just like, it's just like wow. It's just, Amen. Yeah, it's just many, awesome. Many, many lives have been changed forever. Many, forever. forever. And, including and, the ministers that went out. Including yeah, the ministers. Including the ministers. And what's great about this is that, you know, you transformed our city, or Colorado today, and you planted seeds that we can work with. But you get to go home and do this, too. You can use That's these right. techniques, and Amen. you can take them, and you can use them, and, and go home and use them. Amen. Amen. Tim, do you have anything you want to add? Sure. Uh, again, could you just raise your hand if you actually went out and did the street ministry today? Wow. You guys I mean, changed, you changed so many people. And, and from the testimonies we've heard from you guys, a lot of you guys have been changed forever too. We're always going to remember you guys. Come back again. Uh, we love having people like you here. It just means so much to us, and we just thank you so much. Amen. So much. Amen. And thank, and thank you guys for participating. You're a blessing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Blessed to be a blessing. I'm going to invite my husband up here. He's going to give you an opportunity to sow into the work that's going on here. Amen. Thank you, Carly. Praise the Lord. What a good conference we're having. Amen. I want to welcome all the online viewers. I know uh, we mentioned it earlier, but we want to welcome. Um, last night, we topped 2,000 online views, individual views. Amen. So we reckon we estimate about 2,500 people watching online because that's individual computers that were tuned in. So we want to welcome all the online viewers again tonight. And also, we want to welcome the other campuses. We have other Caris Bible College campuses that have opened their facilities, and uh, they've got this playing on their big screens right now, and they've got their trained prayer ministers at them locations, ready to pray for people. So if you're in the Dallas area, we have our Dallas uh, campus, Carriage Bible College in Dallas open. A few people in Dallas over there. And also, if you're uh, from the San Jose area, California, we have our San Jose campus open. And they emailed me this morning with some great testimonies from last night. They had lots of people turn up, and they saw lots of healings, praise God. Uh, Dallas saw someone born again, and San Jose saw two people filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So isn't that exciting? Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. You know, we have product downstairs. We have, um, uh, if you go directly downstairs, we have lots of product available. And um, I've got a few items here I want to uh, give away. One's called Healing Journeys. I'm pretty fond of this one. I didn't pick this. Someone gave this to me to give away. So it just so happens that there's a, a story on here about my daughter, Hannah. She was healed. Praise God. So if you haven't seen that story, um, you need to watch that. I'm pretty fond of it. And also Nikki Ochensky. Andrew was talking about Nikki yesterday. Nikki Ochensky's uh, stories on, the, on here. And then also two others. So there's four stories on here. And this is Healing Journeys 1. We have three uh, of these available. This is Healing Journeys 1. We have volume 1, 2, and 3. So uh, if someone uh, needs a healing, praise God, I'll let David give that away. We also have MP3s now, which you can plug into anything that you can plug MP3s into. Anything you can plug USBs into, you can plug this into. And this is a whole year's worth of healing school. So uh, we have healing school every Thursday. This is a whole year's worth of teaching. This is 2013. We have these available downstairs. We even have special offers where you can buy multiple, um, you know, you could buy two or three years together and get a discount. So these are available downstairs. This is a whole year's of healing school, praise God. I believe Andrew's on there. Uh, Daniel Amster's on there. Pastor Dwayne Sheriff, Pastor Greg Moore, Barry Bennett. They're all teaching on there, amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, we're going to have Barry Bennett teaching tonight. Praise God. It's going to be awesome. And, and Barry's written a book. It's called Did God Do This to Me? Don't answer that. It's okay. Did God Do This to Me? And this is, and it's called Other Important Questions. You know, before Barry came on as the Dean of Students here at Caris Bible College, he used to answer the questions that people used to ask Andrew every day. 
Hundreds and hundreds of emails. I think, I think Barry answered thousands of emails, right, about questions, doctrinal questions, and all different types of questions. So he put them in a book. I believe there's 28 questions in here. Questions like, do I need to forgive others to be forgiven by God? Uh, what about tithing? What about Ananias and Sapphira? That's a good one. I'd like to talk to you about that later. Must I obey the government? All sorts of questions like that. Should, should a Christian celebrate Christmas? So um, things like that, just interesting and important questions. So uh, that's a good book. That's available downstairs. I'll let David give that away. And hey, David, I've got two of these. So I know there's people in the overflow. So um, we'll, give, we'll send this one downstairs to the overflow. Everyone in the overflow, you're getting a book. Don't be mad at us. We're giving you stuff as well. So David, you're going to get your exercise. Run downstairs, praise God, and give that away. <laughs> Amen. We'll time you how long you'll take. So um, every evening in this conference, we're going to take up an offering. You know, there's expenses that go, uh, go along with, with putting on a conference like this. And, um, you know, Andrew's heart is not to charge for this conference. So uh, we will take up an offering now. And this is going to go towards the expenses of this conference. Praise God. So if you want to give, if you feel led to give, there's never any pressure to give. But if you want to give into this offering, then we have ushers here with envelopes. If you need an envelope, if you want to give by credit or debit card, then you can grab an envelope. Also, if you want a receipt for your cash giving, then put your hand up and they'll give you an envelope and you can write that out. If you want to give by a check, then you make the check out to CBC or Caris Bible College. That's CBC or Caris Bible College. And um, the address on the check will get you a receipt. So go ahead and put your hand up if you need an envelope. And real quickly, I don't want to take too much time, but I want to look at Matthew 6.21 real quickly. And I'm going to break right in here. This is Jesus speaking. You know, when everything in the Bible is important... But when it's in red, it's Jesus speaking. You know, these Bibles with red letters. So it's, it's double, for me, it's extra important. It's like, this is in red. That's where the utility bills got it from. You know, when it's in red, it's important. Take note. So this is in red. This is Jesus speaking. He says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I'm breaking right into the middle of Matthew 6. Matthew 6 is a great chapter about provision, about finances, and about trusting God with our finances. He says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I believe there's two sides to this. First of all, where your treasure is, I believe you'll find that's where your passion is. That's where your heart is. Okay? God's after our hearts. He's not after our treasure. God's not after our money. He's after our hearts. He wants our whole hearts fixed on him. He wants our whole hearts on him. And some of you say, well, Ashley, you know, I'm, I'm more spiritual than that. Money doesn't move me. Okay? So I'll give you, a, you know, an IRS bill that's $20,000. Your heart goes, oh. I'll give you a refund check for $20,000. You go, woohoo! Something, I don't know how it works, but for some reason, while we're in this natural earth, our hearts are connected to our finances somewhat. And uh, whatever, our, whatever we've got our money invested in, we'll find our passion is there. Or certainly our hearts are there to some extent. How many of you got grandkids? Got grandkids here? How many of you love your grandkids? How many of you can prove to me that you love your grandkids by showing me your checkbook? Amen? I mean, it's just where your passion is, you're going to... I remember when I was in England a long time ago, I used to wholesale vehicles, buy and sell vehicles. I remember one day... The sun was shining, which is very unusual for England. It doesn't happen very often. In fact, Andrew came to preach once, I think, for a week, and the sun never came out once. He said, no wonder you English are so depressed. He said, in America, we have this yellow disc. We hang it in the sky every day. It really makes us happy. You need to get one. So the sun was shining. I was at this car auction. The sun was shining, and this beautiful sports car came across the the floor. If any men out here may know, it's a rare car. It's a Lotus Elise convertible. Anyway, it came, and with my head, I thought, don't buy that, Ashley, that's trouble. But my heart was like, oh, 
I would like that car. So anyway, I bought that car. I paid too much money for it, but I bought it in my heart, and I thought, I can drive that. So <laughs> the next day, I was thinking, I can't wait to... I was out running some errands. I can't wait to get home. The sun's shining still. I'm going to get in that car and drive that sports car around. And it had one of these special paint jobs. And it like, type of looked green in one light, and then if you turned, it looked purple. Have you seen that? That's, yeah, that's very expensive to paint, I found out. So I got home. I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to get my new car and take it for a spin. Praise God. And my little son, Zach, I guess he was, I don't know, two or three years old. He came up to me and he had a bucket in his hand. And he said, Daddy, I wash your car. I wash your new car. And I said, that's nice, son. I said, did you really? So what did you use? He said, I used this, Daddy. And he pulled out one of those snow scrapers, you know. <laughs> had the sponge on one side and then it had the, the plastic on the other. I said, did you use that, son? He said, yeah. I said, show me, son. Show me. So he took me out <laughs> I looked at one side of this car and it was all scratched up down one side. I said, oh, a little tear come down. Went around the other side. He said, I got every part of the car, Daddy. I said, you <laughs> Top of crying a little bit. He said, Daddy, like my job of painting the car. I said, you've done a great job, son. <laughs> Praise the Lord. A few thousand dollars later on a respray and uh, we got that fixed. <laughs> I'll tell you what, my, my heart was with that car. I'd, I'd invest in that car. I'd put my money in that car. My, my money was in... I like cars. People say I'm carnal. But um, I like cars. <laughs> but you know, where your treasure is, your heart's going to be. And you know, one side of this is God wants our hearts. He wants our whole hearts. And I believe to give God our whole hearts, we do need to give our finances. We need to trust God with our finances. And giving is expressing that we're trusting Him with our finances. There is hundreds of promises in the Word of God that you can trust God with your finances. And you know what? When you do it, when you actually give financially, you're putting action to your faith. And you're saying, I trust you, God, with your finances. You're giving God an extra bit of your heart. Praise God. The second side of this is we can guide our hearts. I find this exciting. This is Proverbs 23, 19. It talks about guiding your heart. We can guide our hearts. And a lot of people come to me and say, I want to be more passionate for the Lord. I want to love God more. I, want, I know he loves me fully, but I want to love God more, and I want to be more into the things of God. I'm telling you, one, one practical thing you can do is give financially to the kingdom of God. It doesn't have to be here. It could be elsewhere. Find a ministry, find a church, find missionaries, find somewhere to give. But when you give your finances to the kingdom of God, I'm telling you, you are guiding your heart into that area. And whatever you put your finances into, you will guide your heart in that area, and you'll become more passionate about that. And somebody said, that sounds a bit carnal, actually. I'm telling you, it works. When you give to the kingdom of God, you will find that you get passionate about those things because you can guide your heart. Amen? So God wants our hearts, and we can guide our hearts, praise God. As we give today, this is just an expression of how we're giving our hearts to God and we're also guiding our hearts. Amen? We, let's take out the offering. I'll pray for it. Father, I thank you for this offering, Lord. I thank you that every dollar in this offering is going to spread your gospel and to establish your covenant, Lord. And as we give... Lord, we give our whole hearts to you. And we say, Lord, have our whole hearts, body, soul, spirit, have our finances, have every single part of us, Lord. And we're committing to you, Lord, that there's nothing out of reach for you. And we, we give to you today, Lord, in faith, knowing that we're going to get back to be a greater blessing. But, Lord, we want to give to you today, Lord, because we want you to have our whole hearts. And we want to guide our hearts into the things of God. In Jesus' name, amen. You're going to see the offering. Now the director of healing school here, praise God, and the director of the school of worship. This is Daniel Amsters. Thank you, Ashley. I tell you what, Ashley has got the best stories when it comes to receiving the offering. He is such a blessing. Thank you, Ashley. Ashley and Carly have been uh, with me since we pioneered the healing school, and they have just been a tremendous blessing. And how many of you appreciate what's going on around here?
Man, I tell you what, I would love for you to seriously pray about coming to Karis Bible College because this is what happens around here every day. We've got Monday through Friday time in the Word from 8 o'clock in the morning until noon. We've got mission teams that are going to 14 other countries this year. We've got teams that are going into our city to, to volunteer for ministry as a part of their requirement. And I'm telling you, we are just seeing God do amazing things. And we've got 40 schools around the world. And there's just really no excuse for you not to be a part of what God is doing here if you really want to be a part of it. You can do correspondence. You can do online distance learning. There's just all kinds of ways that you can get involved. So talk to somebody. We've got a table downstairs with more information. And we would love for you to seriously consider coming this fall and being a part of all that God is doing here on our Colorado campus as well. And one of our uh, favorite people around here is Barry Bennett. And we are so blessed. Amen. We are so blessed tonight to have Barry be a part of our Healing is Here conference. Uh, you know, Barry is our dean of students here. And he is a well-respected man. But I have to tell you that uh, there are certain ones of us who measure things by Barry Bennett. And uh, I don't know if you noticed uh, our girl drummer up here tonight, but uh, Kelsey is her name, and she's about that high. And so we describe her as a half a berry. <laughs> because Barry is not only a tall man in the natural, but he's a tall man in the spirit. And you're about to be a partaker of the wealth that's on the inside of him. So would you join me in welcoming tonight our Dean of Students, Barry Bennett. Well, thank you very much. Praise God. This is exciting. I, this could be the most people I've ever spoken to before live. I'm not sure, but uh, it's getting close. And uh, it's a privilege. I really appreciate Daniel and the team for inviting me and for allowing me to, to partake of this and, and speak into your lives in this conference. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've uh, had God give me a message yesterday. So this is uh, fresh out of the oven. And... Uh, <laughs> Maybe not fully thought out yet, I don't know, we'll see. But uh, I believe it's going to be a blessing to you, and I want to have a time of ministry with you at the end. And I just, I know we're going to see, how many of you are expectant? I mean, I know a lot of you have received already, but there's a lot more of you that are still here ready to receive, and I want to hopefully help you tonight in, uh, in receiving. Um, a couple of things I want to mention first, that the video, the testimony that you saw earlier, about my son's birth. Uh, two things you need to take from that. Uh, the first is that, as I mentioned, you need to learn how to hear with your spirit. Your spiritual ears, and I may, I may talk about this more in a few minutes, but your spiritual ears are the way faith is born. And so hearing with your spirit is going to many times counteract, contradict uh, what you're hearing with the natural, but that's the key to your victory many times. The second thing you need to learn about that, or from that video, is that whenever you get filmed in high definition, <laughs> you need to wear makeup. <laughs> so, 
very humbling. So. <laughs> All right. Turn with me, if you would, to 3 John verse 2. 3 John 2. Now, something I've started doing, especially in these conferences, is I have my verses written out, most of them on my, in my notes. And I do that because when I say, let's turn to, in the old days, people actually used to have Bibles and they would turn to that. But now it's flashed on the screen and it's usually there before I've turned to it. And so I'm the only one turning. So I I have them written out here. Uh, In most cases, I might turn to a few of them. And uh, that way we'll, we'll keep up with each other here. 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. God's will is for our complete and total prosperity, spirit, soul, and body. And when I talk about prosperity, when I define prosperity for people, I begin with the spirit. When you're born again, that is a spiritual prosperity that's taken place in your life. You've gone from poverty. You've gone from death to life, poverty to prosperity, spiritually speaking. If we talk about prosperity on a mental level, it's the mind that's been renewed to the knowledge of God. That's a prosperous mind. If we talk about prosperity on an emotional level, that's the fruit of the Spirit being produced in your life and you're prosperous emotionally. The fruit is being produced in your life. If we talk about prosperity physically, we're talking about walking in health. And then we can talk about finances as a symptom of a true prosperity, spirit, soul, and body. It's a different subject. That's not what we're going to talk about tonight. But health... What is health? I want to give you a few little definitions here to get started so that we're all on the same page. Health is an ongoing, continual state. Well, let me, let me read what I've got written here. Health is the ongoing prosperity of the physical body due to proper care on the natural level, a healthy emotional and mental life, and a living communion with God on a spiritual level. All right, so if you want to walk in health, and I'm assuming everyone here wants to walk in health, it is a spirit, soul, and body issue. So we're, we're talking about health, but let's talk about, let's, get, let's break this down more and talk about healing. We can think, or I can think of two different kinds of healing. The first would be just natural healing. Did you know that your body was designed to heal itself? Amen? It's a huge a huge argument in favor of healing, the fact that God designed your body to heal itself. For people that don't believe in healing, well, then you have a problem because your body is trying to heal itself. We can be healed naturally with or without medical assistance. Sometimes medical assistance aids the body in the natural process of healing. I don't have any problem with that. I don't think most of us do. Sometimes we might need some assistance. But what we're doing is we're helping the body do what it was designed to do. Many times the body can fight off organic things naturally. If you're walking in health, then your body is going to be stronger and be able to fight off things much more easily. Uh, Sometimes if your body is not in a place of health and strength, then you need a little extra help, uh, perhaps from the medical world, and I, I have no problem with that. But let's talk about what spiritual healing is. Spiritual healing is when, or we'll call it divine healing, what we're here for in this conference. Divine healing is when the Spirit of God gets into your physical body and brings health. I want to take it down to a a, a molecular level. How many of you remember this, an old movie, Fantastic, I think it's called Fantastic Voyage. 
where they miniaturized the doctors and they miniaturized the little submarine and they injected into a guy's bloodstream. Nuts, okay, I, know, I understand, but let's do that right now, okay? Let's go on a little voyage into someone's, into your body. All right, we'll, we'll say that. What is happening when we get healed? Have you ever thought about this? What exactly are we expecting to happen? What is it that we want to have happen? Well, if we get down into the cells of our body, if we're saying that there is a sickness there, there's something organic, we'll say, that is out of order. That's one set of circumstances. Or there may be a spirit of infirmity that is present. How many remember the woman with, that was uh, curved over for, I'm, I'm not sure how many, umpteen years in the scriptures, in the Gospel of Luke, and she was curved over, and Jesus said she had a spirit of infirmity. And as I teach in my healing course here in the school, you could have taken that woman to any doctor on earth. Not one would say, oh, that's a spirit of infirmity. They would have all said, oh, that's osteoporosis, that's uh, scoliosis, that's a, a buildup of calcium, that's compressed vertebrae, that's this, that's th They would have a medical thing, and they may have facts to prove it. Nonetheless, it was a spirit of infirmity. And when the spirit left, all the symptoms instantly left. Healing took place. So let me review. We have what can, we can call or I'll call organic issues that are sicknesses, diseases, contaminations, what have you. Something is wrong in your natural body. And healing is when the spirit of God gets in to the cells of your body and drives out whatever is there that should not be there, and brings restoration or even recreation to that affected cell. That's what's taking place. When we're believing for healing, what we're believing for, if we're talking about divine healing, we're believing for the Spirit of God to move into our bodies in the affected area and restore or recreate that area which is affected or drive out the spirit of infirmity which has left us with some kind of disability. Are we all tracking together? This helped me when I started to think about it in these terms because I want to take things out of the mystical and get them into the practical. I've seen a lot of, I've been say for almost 42 years now and I've seen a lot of weird stuff in a lot of churches People mean well, and they're trying to get something to happen, trying to get God to do something. And we know he's already done it. Amen? But we, we need to move out of the mystical and get into the very real life of the Spirit, the real practical. That healing really is nothing more than the manifestation of the Spirit of God in the cells of your body. And those cells are responding to this Holy Spirit invasion, and they're shaping up. That's what healing is. What, whatever the issue may be, it's the Holy Spirit invading that area and restoring it or recreating it or whatever is necessary. Now, we were at the, uh, I had my other, the son that was on the video uh, was, and his family were with us a few weeks ago. And we went to the North Pole, which is a little amusement park just down the road here on the side of Pikes Peak. And we were there for my granddaughter and taking her around. And it's a, a Christmas-themed little amusement park. And in the middle of the amusement park, there is a North Pole. And what it is is it's a pole of perpetual ice. And you can go up and touch 
the North Pole. All right, you didn't know it was here in, in the springs, did you? Uh, you can go touch the North Pole. And I was sitting there looking at that, and people would go up and touch it. And what happens when you touch, when you touch ice? There's a physical sensation, is there not? And, there, and your hand gets cold. Some people would go up and... <laughs> and I'm thinking, dude, that thing's been there for 50 years. <laughs> and you just put your tongue on it. So anyway, but when you touch it, and I got to thinking, I thought, what if that was the power of God? What if it was right there in the middle of that amusement park on the side of Pikes Peak? The power of God is right here. And people would come, I would go, and touch the power of God. What would happen if people physically could touch the power of God? What would happen to their bodies? And the only conclusion I can come to is they would be healed. I don't see how you could walk away from that encounter, that physical, tangible encounter, without being healed. Because the spirit, will say, from that spirit pole of the power of God would flow into the physical, tangible body of the person, and anything that is out of order would be put in order, would be healed. And so I began to meditate. I began to think about that, and I thought, you know, there are different manifestations of the Spirit of God. There is His omnipresent Spirit. In uh, Psalm 139, verse 7, Psalm 139, verse 7 says, Where shall I go from thy Spirit, or where, where shall I flee from thy presence? The Spirit of God is here right now. The Spirit of God is everywhere. The Spirit of God is omnipresent. However, how many of us are still dealing with physical issues in spite of the presence of the Spirit? So it's not the omnipresent Spirit that heals us. So I thought about it even more. Let's think about the indwelling Spirit. If you're born again, and I think everyone in this room is or, sh or should be, if you're born again, what lives inside of you? The Spirit of God says in Ephesians 5.18, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. How many of you would claim to be filled with the Spirit? Got a few people that, are, that believe that, and you're right. You're filled with the Spirit. And yet, does being filled with the Spirit heal you? Because a lot of you that just raised your hands are, are dealing with physical issues. Being filled with the Spirit doesn't automatically or necessarily heal you. Though the Spirit is living within you, it's living, where, where is it actually living? It has recreated your spirit man. You're a new creation in your spirit man, and the Spirit of God is dwelling in your spirit man, and yet that's not necessarily impacting your flesh. Then we have something called the manifestation of the Spirit. And I'll say, I'll add to that saying, on your flesh, in your body. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2 4. 1 Corinthians 2 4 says, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. There are moments when the Spirit of God is not just omnipresent and it's not just dwelling within, 
it touches us in a physical way. It is delivered into our flesh, and we're gonna look at a number of ways that happens. It enters into our bodies, and when it enters, enters into our bodies, it goes to work and begins to rearrange and reorder and recreate because of this manifestation of the gift of the Spirit or the power of the Spirit, or I say here, the tangible release of the Spirit into your body. And as I mentioned, the Spirit then goes into the affected area, even down to the cellular or the molecular level. See, I like to envision that. When I'm, when I'm dealing with something, I'll, I'll envision that. I'll envision the Spirit of God in my body, going into every cell of my body. And I'll see those cells shaping up and coming to life and being restored. And that, that's how I approach this, is that it's not the indwelling spirit that's, I wanna be careful how I say this, I don't wanna get into trouble here theologically, but the spirit that lives within us can and should be released to move into our flesh and bring health and healing. It can come from within or it can come from the ministry without where we'll see some examples in just a moment where someone else ministers to us or lays hands on us and the spirit is transferred into our flesh and healing comes. Is this making any sense? Now those, those moments can be a hundredfold moments of an instantaneous miracle. Or they can be 60-fold moments, they can be 30-fold moments where the healing begins and the process begins. When we have a, uh, we'll say a faucet that's dripping and you put a sponge under it, well, if the faucet is dripping, you know, a little bit, drip every 30 seconds or something, eventually the sponge will be filled, but it's taking some time. If the faucet is, is dribbling, running a little bit, the sponge will fill much more quickly. If the faucet's turned on full blast, you're gonna have a giant mess, plus a lot of water everywhere and a full sponge. People many times receive from the Spirit of God in the same way. Sometimes with all of our proclaiming and all of our confessing and all of our believing, we, what, we're, what are we trying to accomplish? We're trying whether we understand it or not, we're trying to get the Spirit of God from our inside to our outside to touch the cells of our bodies. And in, some time, in our believing, in our confessing, in our proclaiming, in our, all of these things, there may be a drip, and then another drip, and another drip. Anyone ever experienced a progressive healing? Okay, I have. Other times, in a moment of revelation, this has happened to me as well. A moment of revelation where all of a sudden the word of God came alive in my spirit and I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew. I was dealing with hepatitis in Guatemala in 19 something or other. Uh, when was it? It doesn't matter. And many years ago, 1989. And, and I was, had been dealing with hepatitis for a number of weeks, months actually, several months, and was, had lost a lot of weight. I was as yellow as a number two pencil. And it was, it was not a fun time. And all of a sudden, I, was, I, I got a revelation of by his stripes I was healed. Now, I knew that theologically, and I could have taught it to you. 
But all of a sudden it came alive in my heart and it was like the dam broke and the spirit within made its way out. And I knew that I knew that I knew that I was healed. See, healing can take place in different ways, but it's always the same thing that we're trying to see happen. We want to see the spirit of God move from the inside to the outside, so to speak, if you're understanding what I'm trying to, to get across here, or it's going to be transferred from someone else in the body of Christ to you. How many have heard of, of healing ministers that, that will speak of a sensation in their hands when they lay hands on someone or some other kind of sensation? I always used to scratch my head at that. I think, well, what, why, why don't we all have that? I don't know, those are gifts, gifts of healing. And yet that sensation or what they, what they sense, what they feel, and they lay hands on you, whether you feel anything or not isn't really, we're not walking by feelings here. It doesn't matter what you feel or don't feel, but it's what you believe is the Spirit of God trans transferring from them into you and going to work. How many, this is an old, I don't know, these things come to me, I'm sorry, the old commercial about scrubbing bubbles. Yeah? Was that a bathroom thing? Is that... Okay, and you, you pour these, this, this, whatever, what is this stuff, a, a cleanser into your toilet bowl and those little scrubbing bubbles start to go to work, yeah? You get the Spirit of God moving into your body and those little scrubbing bubbles start to go to work. But the key is how do I receive the Spirit into my flesh? I know I have the Spirit in me and I know the Spirit's here, but how do I get Him into my flesh? How does it move into my arthritic joints? How does it move into the, the diabetic condition? How does it move into the, the migraine headaches? How does it move into the, the curvature of the spine? How does it move into the heart disease? How, does, how do I get it in there? That's what I want to talk about with you. So first I want to look at how Jesus ministered. Then we're going we're to look at that for a few moments. And then we're going to move into how we can receive the Holy Spirit in our bodies. Amen? Everybody with me? All right. Romans 8.11. Romans 8.11 says, If the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. He shall quicken your mortal bodies. Now, some people argue with this and say, well, no, no, it's talking about being raised up in the last day. No, it's not. Because later in Romans it says, do not let sin reign in your mortal body. It's not talking about your dead body. It's talking about this body. This says, he who raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you, or the spirit that dwells in you has more than one purpose. Part of that purpose is to quicken you. That means heal you. That means be released into your flesh and bring life and to, and to move out anything. If, if this, we'll say, if this, uh, whoa, look at me, okay. If, <laughs> if we'll say, if that screen, Okay, stay with me. If that screen is a cell, a cancerous cell in your body, all right? And just for the purposes of this, we'll say that I'm the spirit of cancer. And I'm plopped right in the middle of that cell. 
Now, I don't, want, I don't want the camera to follow me. Don't follow me. Leave the camera right where it is. The Spirit of God comes in. I should bring someone else up here, but I won't. But the Spirit of God comes in, in healing, into that cell, into every other cell. And it pushes, now make sure the camera stays there. It pushes out the spirit of infirmity. Amen? His spirit will quicken you. How? How did Jesus do it? Well, let's, let's, go, let's look at some examples. Go with me to Mark 6.56. Mark 6.56. Says, and wherever he entered into villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch, if it were, but the border of his garment, and as many as touched him were made whole. Touching him, now we're talking about it, the physical ministry of Jesus, touching him was a delivery system for the Spirit of God to go from him into them, even his clothes. So that's one way that Jesus delivered the Spirit into their flesh. They weren't getting born again, they were getting healed. Flesh was being touched by the Spirit of God. That's one way Jesus did it. Let's go on, Matthew 8, 8. Matthew 8, 8 says, The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. The word of God is a delivery system for the spirit of God, not only for your, your spirit man, but for your flesh. Didn't Jesus say, what did Jesus say? John 6, 63, my words are spirit and they are life. What does the spirit do to our mortal bodies? It quickens. My words are spirit and they are life. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And you can take that on any level, spirit, soul, or body. His word, it says in, in Proverbs 4, in one, one version, it says it's medicine. It says health to our flesh. I think in King James it says medicine in some version. Medicine to our flesh. His word is spirit. So you can interchange these terms here, spirit or word. Doesn't, doesn't matter, but I'm going to use the word spirit tonight. That spirit is encapsulated in a word. And when that word is spoken flesh can be impacted, receive it, and be healed. That's a delivery system for the Spirit. The Word of God is a delivery system for the Spirit of God. Praise God. Let's go to John 9, 7. John 9, 7 says, Jesus said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing now, stay with me here. Obedience is a delivery system for the Spirit of God. Obedience. He went and did what Jesus told him to do, and that obedience and that action of washing that delivered the Holy Spirit into his eyeballs. And those scrubbing bubbles went to work and changed his eyes from blind to seeing. When did it happen? When he obeyed. Amen. Obedience is a delivery system for the Spirit of God. Let's go to Luke 5.15. Luke 
says they, but so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. Hearing is a delivery system for the Spirit of God. How does faith come? By hearing. A lot of stuff happens by hearing. Unbelief comes by hearing. Fear comes by hearing. Depression comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Healing comes by hearing. We have two, as I mentioned in the video, we have two sets of ears. Now, thankfully, we only see one of them. It would be weird to have. Anyway, we have natural ears, and everyone here is hearing me with your natural ears, but you have spiritual ears. It's the spiritual ears where faith is born. It's what you can hear in spite of what you hear. See, in spite of the doctor saying the fetus is dead in his terms, I heard that, but I heard something else at the same time that was a little bit louder. It was one word, it was no. That was it, no. That's all I needed, no. That put me over the top, no. See, I could hear in the spirit. In fact, everything that's ever happened to my life that's good is because I heard something in the spirit. We have natural ears and we have spiritual ears. Spiritual hearing is a delivery system for the spirit of God into your flesh. Some of you tonight are getting a delivery of the spirit through words. You're hearing with your spirit. You're getting the spirit delivered into your flesh. I know what's happening right now. And we're going to minister here in a few minutes and we're going to see it. The spirit's getting in. Praise God. Is anyone still with me? We still going? Okay. Praise God. Let's look at another one, another delivery system. Luke 4.39. Some of these Andrew mentioned last night, uh, but he gave us permission to, to say them again. So it says, he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she arose and ministered unto them. He rebuked, or we can say a spoken command is a delivery system for the Spirit of God. That How many of you believe that when you speak, there's life and death in the power of your tongue? See, if we could get a picture of this, this, this helped me a lot. I hope it helps you. But when I realize that what I'm after is for the Spirit to get into the cells of my body that are wrong and make them right. And so I want to get that Spirit into me in the flesh level of my body, my organs and my whatever, my body. How do I get it there? Well, there's delivery systems. There's lots of them. Maybe you haven't ever heard it preached quite like this. I haven't. I just got this yesterday. (laughs) But these delivery systems include commanding commanding, speaking from your spirit. How do you get what's in your spirit into your flesh? Speak. Speak to your body. Let's go to Luke 440. Luke 440. Now when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with diverse diseases brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Pretty obvious, the laying on of hands is a delivery system for the Spirit of God. That's why we do it. We are imparting, we are, we are laying, it's not just a ritual because it says so in the Bible, 
No, there is something being transferred in the spirit from, from one believer who may be walking in a greater place of, of anointing, we can say, to the one who's weak and needy. Aren't we supposed to love one another? Aren't we supposed to care for one another? Aren't we supposed to build each other up? Aren't we supposed to be a body of Christ? I really think more healing would take place if we would spend more time ministering one to another instead of expecting one person to do it or a special conference to do it. This is all great, but in this room right now, there is so much pent-up power in each one of us that if we would come together in agreement, in prayer, understanding that we are transferring the spirit one to another, even on the level of our bodies, of our flesh, and those scrubbing bubbles go to work, and healing takes place. Praise God. Sometimes it's that drip, 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 progressive healing. Sometimes it's that instantaneous manifestation. Believing. Let's go to Mark eleven twenty four. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. I mean, God's making this as easy as he can. All of these different delivery systems that are out there. Believe and you will receive. Believing, faith. Probably faith has been talked about some, some this week. Believing is a delivery system for the spirit to go from in you to through you, physically. Believing. How many have been healed by believing? I've been healed by believing. The believing actually came as a result of the revelation I mentioned earlier. And I got a revelation, and we'll talk about that more in a moment. And believing took place. See, I was, there's a difference between believing with your mind and believing with your heart. With the heart, man believes unto salvation. And the word salvation, so-so there, S-O-Z-O in the Greek, includes physical healing. In fact, it's used interchangeably in the Gospels to speak of people being healed. They were so-so'd, saved, healed, same thing. You believe with your heart, not with your head. And many of us have struggles in the faith area because we're trying to make it happen with our heads. You gotta believe with your heart. You gotta hear with your spiritual ears and believe with your spiritual heart and speak with spiritual words. That's, that's the key. But those are all delivery systems for this to happen in your, in your body. So how do we make contact with the Spirit of God in our bodies? How do we make contact with the Spirit of God in our bodies? Now, I think it was said last night or it's been, it's been implied if it wasn't said exactly like this, but God has already done it. We're coming into contact with that which is already available. We're not trying to make something happen. We are trying to come in contact with that which is, has already happened. But it needs to come in contact with my body. If my body is suffering, if there's some weakness, if there's some disease, if, even if there's some spirit of infirmity, I need contact with the Spirit of God on this level, on this level. And there are delivery systems that we find in the ministry of Jesus to where people, common people, uneducated people, fishermen people, whatever, the multitudes would come and they would have contact with the Spirit of God, just like I saw that North Pole, people touching that pole, and every one of them got healed. 
Every one of them got healed because they had contact with a delivery system called Jesus. He was the delivery system of the Spirit of God to their flesh. They weren't getting born again, folks. They were getting healed by the power of God, by the Spirit of God, because they came into contact with the Spirit. So I thought, okay, Father, I've seen this in the, in the ministry of Jesus. I want to see this in the epistles. I want to see this in our covenant for us. So go with me to Galatians 3.5. Galatians 3.5 says, He therefore that ministers to you the Spirit and works miracles among you, does he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? How do miracles happen? Here's the delivery system. Same thing in Jesus' ministry. It's true still by hearing he works miracles. See, we're hearing tonight. Everybody's hearing with natural ears. Hopefully many of you are hearing with spiritual ears. And if you're hearing with your spiritual ears, miracles take place. Because why? That's a delivery system for the Spirit of God into your flesh, into your body, to change what's wrong. I know there's folks here hurting. I know there are folks here suffering. There are folks perhaps here even doubting unsure, confused, and I'm hope, hopefully I'm making this as simple as I can, the way I can understand it for me anyway, is that all you need is to come in contact with the Spirit of God. That's all you need. And one of the ways is by hearing. Hearing. He works miracles by the hearing of faith. Let's look at another way. Let's go to Mark eleven twenty three, the Kenneth Hagin verse, as Andrew pointed out. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, well, let's change the word, whosoever shall say unto this arthritic knee, whosoever shall, shall say unto this cancer, whosoever shall say unto this tumor, whosoever shall say unto this emphysema, whosoever shall say unto this scoliosis, whosoever shall say to this whatever, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Why? Because your believing and your speaking is a delivery system of the Spirit of God to your body. When you get a revelation of who you are in Christ, of your authority in Christ, of what's living on the inside of you, the way you let it out is by speaking. Same thing that we saw in Jesus' ministry is still alive today. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4.13, I believe, therefore I speak. I believe, therefore I speak. What do you believe? What do you believe? Well, the doctor said I only have, no, I don't want to hear that. Well, the test results show that I don't want to hear that. Who cares what the test results say? What do you believe? What is alive within you that is bubbling within that God has transformed your spirit, man, and there's something, there's a faith alive within you, and you see the word of God, and you say, that's what I believe. By his stripes, I was healed. And I'm going to speak that because that's a delivery system to get the spirit of God that's within me into my flesh and it's going to go to work and bring restoration, recreation, healing 
to my body. Praise God. Let's go to Mark. Excuse me, let's go to Acts 38.8. Acts 38.8. How's this working with the thing, boy there? Okay, Acts 38.8. There's not an Acts 38. Thank you, Andrew. I knew that. I was, it was a test. Okay. Anyway. As the dean, I get accused of being tricky, and that was one of the examples right there. Okay. It's Acts something 8, all right? What? Acts 28. I knew that. Acts 28, 8. It says, and it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick. I'm so glad my parents didn't name me Publius. Lay sick. <laughs> lay sick of a fever and of a bloody flux. Now, I, I, I always think that's too much information. Uh, I looked that up today. I'll let you look it up. Anyway. I could have just said he wasn't doing well and I would have been satisfied. Okay. It says, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. Same delivery system that Jesus used is available to us. The laying on of hands. What does it say in Mark 16? And they shall lay hands on the sick and they might recover. They shall recover. Why? Because that's a delivery system of the Spirit of God into people's flesh. Did you know this can happen when people, and, and we probably saw it today when you guys were out on the street, they don't have to be saved. They don't have to be saved to have the Spirit of God enter their flesh and heal them. In fact, my wife was healed before she got saved. She was at a Happy Hunter meeting. Anybody remember the Happy Hunters? Having severe back issues. They were preaching healing. They said, anybody want to get healed, stand up. She was dumb enough to stand up. Um, I don't mean dumb, but you know. She was simple enough to believe that. She stood up. Guess what happened? She got healed. Guess what happened 20 minutes later? She got saved. See, we're not talking about something that's real difficult here. We're talking about transferring the spirit of God that's in you into somebody's body so that it can go to work and bring healing. That's pretty simple. Well, first of all, you need to believe you've got the Spirit of God in you to transfer, right? You do, but what you believe about yourself is important. The laying on of hands. And as they laid hands, he laid hands on him, and he was healed. Let's go to, I'm going to look one up here. Let's go to Psalm 103. So give me just a second. Daniel's going to like this one. talking about delivery systems for the Spirit of God into people's bodies. Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all thine iniquities, who heals all thy diseases, who redeems thy life from destruction, who crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. 
You want to know of a powerful delivery system for the Spirit of God into your flesh? It's praise. Praise and worship and blessing God, oh, your soul with all that's within you. And he fills your mouth with good things. Well, what did we just learn about the mouth? It carries the other delivery system called words. And you bless God and you speak to your body and he fills your mouth with good, with good things and he heals all your diseases. Delivery says, how do we get the spirit of God into our flesh? Praise God. Let's go to James 5.16. James 5.16. Is everybody still with me? Everybody still, still awake? James 5.16 says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. I'm going to use a, the word I used earlier in the ministry of Jesus, obedience. Obedience to this, obedience to forgiving one another, to confessing your faults one to another or to any other thing that the, that the Lord chose you to do. Obedience is a delivery system for the Spirit of God. Confess your faults. In other words, if you read the book of James in context, there was a lot of strife in this group of people. A lot of ugly stuff going on. And he's saying, is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. And they will pray. I'm not, I, it's not even in my list. Anointing them with oil, that's another delivery system. And the prayer of faith, not the prayer of the elders, the prayer of faith. There's a lot of elders with no faith. But the prayer of faith will, will heal the sick. Then it goes on to say, confess your faults. So it doesn't always have to be with the ministers of the, of the church. It can be among us as body, body life, body life. And you confess your faults one to another if you've offended. I'm not talking about digging up your past. I'm talking about if you've offended someone or they've offended you, deal with it, work with it. That's a delivery system for the Holy Spirit to move into your body. Let's go to Acts 3. Acts 3, 6 through 9. Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And leaping, he stood and walked and entered in with them in the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And I believe Andrew talked about this last night. But the name of Jesus is a powerful delivery system because at the name of Jesus, the name of every disease must bow. You get a revelation of the name of Jesus. There's testimonies of, of ministers such as Smith Wigglesworth and others who simply have gone into the sick and stood over their bed and call on the name of Jesus, 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 and the people would get healed. Why? Because the spirit of life in that name is going into their flesh and bringing recreation and restoration to their bodies. Do you have a revelation of his name? The name of Jesus. Praise God. Is expectancy growing right now? Yes. Let's look at one more. Let's go to Ephesians 1. And there could be others, like I say. The, the Lord, I was, sounds very mundane, but I was shaving yesterday morning and God just downloaded this message into my spirit. And so... If I haven't investigated every nook and cranny and have every T crossed and I dotted, you know, forgive me, but 
I just felt this was something God wanted shared in this, in this conference. Ephesians 1, he's, he's speaking to the Ephesian believers and he says in verse 16, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Let's read this prayer. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. What is this delivery system called? It's called revelation knowledge. Now, a lot of these dovetail, they're interact, they're, they inter, interchange. But revelation knowledge, when your spiritual ears hear something from God, something has opened up to you. How many have had a light bulb moment where all of a sudden, oh, all of a sudden I just saw something. Maybe tonight somebody's had one of those moments. You saw, you've, you, you've heard something or you've seen, seen something, and that revelation reveals the greatness of his power. And by believing that and speaking that, or not sometimes even speaking it, knowing it, it's a delivery system for the Spirit of God to get into your flesh, into your organs, into your bones, into your blood, into your brain, and begin to change and bring healing. All of these things are available to us. All of these, I'm using the term delivery system hopefully to make it simplistic enough that we're getting it. I want you to have a mental picture of a fantastic voyage of the Holy Spirit going through your body from cell to cell to cell to cell to cell to cell to cell, changing and healing and recreating and restoring. Envision it and hang on to one of these delivery systems. That's your little tiny miniature submarine to get in there and see the Holy Spirit do this and bring healing to your body. Praise God. Amen. I want, I'd like, for you, I'd like for you all to stand, and what we're going to do, is I want you to repeat after me. I want to get you stirred up here, if you're not stirred up yet. I want you to repeat after me. I have a little paragraph here. And we'll do it phrase by phrase, but repeat after me. And when we're done, I'm going to enter into some prayer ministry. And I'm going to begin to pray, and I'm going to begin to shoot out delivery vessels, delivery systems of words. And when one flies by that you like, take it. <laughs> and take it and believe it and receive it. And as I get done ministering up here, the prayer ministers will come forward and they'll continue on with the other delivery system of agreement together and the laying on of hands and what have you. Okay, are we all understanding where we're going here? All right, so I want you to repeat after me. I have heard your word and it is spirit and life to me. It is the truth that sets me free. I declare that your spirit is quickening my body. Bringing life to every cell. Restoring, recreating, and renewing me. Just as I am filled with the spirit, 
I am in physical contact with the Spirit. And your power is healing me. I have ears to hear your word. And eyes to see your healing power in my body. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Father. We glorify you. We thank you that your word is alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you that your will is health and healing and prosperity, spirit, soul, and body. We thank you that you took our sicknesses on the cross, that by your stripes we were healed. We thank you. You have forgiven our iniquities. You have healed all of our diseases. Praise God, Father. We believe it. We receive it. And now I'm going to speak it out. And in the name of Jesus, I come against and curse every spirit of infirmity that's in this room right now. Be gone in Jesus' name. Be gone in the name of Jesus. Loose that person now and leave in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of infirmity that's been there, whether it's been for two weeks or 20 years, you must go in Jesus' name. I speak to the physical body, to the flesh, to the bones, to the blood. I speak to hearts right now, hearts that are suffering heart disease. Be whole, be made whole in the name of Jesus. Receive the word of God, receive the spirit of God. I speak to lungs that are laboring right now. Be opened, be healed, be restored in the name of Jesus. Praise God. I speak to livers that have been damaged for whatever reason. I speak health and life and recreation and restoration in Jesus' name. I speak to kidneys that are not functioning as they should function. This is your day. This is your moment. The Spirit of God is here. You are being healed in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. I speak to stomachs, intestines, the intestinal tract to be made whole. Come into agreement with the Word of God now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I speak to, to, to vertebrae, to spinal columns, to be straightened now in the name of Jesus, to come into an alignment now in Jesus' name. Every compressed disc to be healed now in the name of Jesus every pinched nerve to be healed now, every back pain to be healed now in the name of Jesus, every muscle spasm to be gone in Jesus' name. I speak into the brains of dementia, Alzheimer's, these demonic presences. We rebuke in the name of Jesus. We speak life and health and healing and renewal into the physical brain. I speak into the eyeballs into the eyes, be healed, be opened. Blind eyes opened in Jesus' name. I speak to ears to be delivered, to be healed, to be hearing in the name of Jesus. Praise God. The Spirit is going. The Spirit is here. Take it, receive it. Some of you need to do something. You'll, you'll know what it is you need to do, but whatever it is that you need to do, whether it's on a, a relational level, 
an emotional level or a physical level. If you couldn't touch your toes, touch them. If you couldn't raise your arms, raise them. If you couldn't run around the room, run around the room. If you need to go ask forgiveness, go ask forgiveness. But you need to do something, some of you. Do it. I speak, <clears throat> speak to bones right now. The spirit of arthritis, we curse in Jesus' name. We speak to bones that are lacking calcium, lacking strength, haven't healed right, in some way are lame or put out of place. We speak instantaneous healing in Jesus' name. Complete restoration right now in the name of Jesus. I speak to, to the bones of the feet, to the ankles, be healed. Submit to the word of God, submit to the name of Jesus now. I speak to shoulders and necks, that whole area, people are stiff, people are in pain. In Jesus' name, be healed, be healed. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. I speak to the female organs. I speak life. Where it's been said there is no life, I speak life. Where there have been complications, I speak restoration and renewal. Praise God. Praise God, receive it. Receive it, believe it, receive it, believe it, receive it. Hallelujah. Spirit of cancer, if you're still in the room, I rebuke you and command you to leave now, to dry up, to dry up, you foul thing. Every manifestation, every symptom of cancer be gone in Jesus' name. Speak to your own body. Speak to your own bodies. Speak to whatever has been your issue. And take the authority that Jesus Christ has given you and speak and command and speak life and resist the enemy, resist the doubt. We're in the presence of God. You shouldn't have any doubt. Jesus lives in us right now. Receive his healing power. Receive his healing power. Praise God. We're going to call the prayer ministers up, and if you want to come up and, and continue in this atmosphere and get hands laid on, please do so. If you need to do something, please do it. If you need to say something, speak something to your body, or if you have a word for someone else, make sure it's a word from God to bless somebody. Do that. Well, let's just have some body life in here. And let's see the glory of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Praise God. Father, we just thank you tonight. Come on, let's just give the Lord our praise tonight. Thank him for what he's already done. We praise you, Jesus. We exalt you, Lord. We magnify you tonight, Lord, and give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I'm telling you what, there's such expectation in this place tonight. Barry, thank you so much for what a, what a strategic word tonight. Amen. Amen. 
If you're ready to receive your healing, come on down in the overflow room there on the, on the live stream, wherever you are. The Bible says that God sent his word and healed them of all of their sickness and disease. And God's word that's working here is working right there. And wherever you are, whatever situation that's happening, you receive that right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. All over this auditorium, God is moving by his spirit. You receive what it is that you need tonight. Tonight is your night. Don't wait till Friday. Don't wait till next week, next year. Tonight is your night. Now faith is. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, come on down and receive him tonight as your savior. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost, tonight is your night. You need the baptism in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Tonight's your night. Come on down and receive it. Whatever it is that you're believing God for, tonight is your night. Wherever you are, whatever your situation is, tonight is your night. Praise God. God is faithful. He is awesome. His name is exalted above every name. We magnify the name of Jesus in this place tonight. Those of you who are just here in the auditorium, if you've got your prayer language, just softly pray in tongues. Magnify the name above every name. Praise God. Keep your faith turned on. As these needs are being met right here, we're going to see God do amazing things. Stay connected. Stay activated with what God is doing by the Spirit. Thank you, Father. You know, sometimes people feel condemnation because they've been prayed for once and they don't feel like they could ever be prayed for again. That is not true. Amen. You can water that seed as many times as that seed needs to be watered. However many times that seed needs to be watered, you water it. Praise God. You've believed in faith. You believe you receive, but let's water that seed. Let's stand with you and agree. Amen. Praise God. The power of agreement is a powerful thing. Man, I'm telling you, healing is here because Jesus is here. We're living in a new covenant with better promises. And every promise is yes and amen. His word is alive and powerful. Those scrubbing bubbles are going to work right now. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for washing our mind. Washing our mind with the renewing of the mind. The washing of the Word of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We want to just thank those of you who have joined us on the internet. Thank you so much for being a part of what's been happening here tonight. We just love knowing that 
thousands of you all over the earth are joining with us as an online family. And we are so grateful for what God is doing here in this place as well as where you are. Same God, same gospel, same grace, same spirit. But we just want to say thank you for joining us tonight. We know you had a choice to do whatever it was you might have done, but you've chosen to spend your evening with us tonight. And we are just so grateful. If you can, join us tomorrow night. Dwayne Sheriff is going to be ministering. It's going to be powerful. Friday night, Greg Moore is going to be ministering. It's going to be incredible. And tell your friends, tell your neighbors, get somebody to join you and watch with you. And join us again tomorrow night. We love you. We bless you. We say God bless you. Thank you so much for being a part of our service tonight. Amen. Those of you here in the auditorium, we're not in a hurry. Praise God. We are here to minister to you. Praise the Lord. You say, how long is it going to take? However long it takes. Amen. Man, healing is happening all over the room. See, man, this is exciting. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, it's in your name, name above all names, Jesus, Jesus, name above all names, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And he's greatly to be praised. Exalt him tonight. Magnify his name. See him bigger in you than that sickness, that disease. God in you is great. And he is greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just feel like the Lord is healing somebody in their bone marrow. Someone's had a problem with the marrow in their bones, their, their blood cells, they haven't been uh, working properly, they've had infections in their bones. Is that you, sir? God's healing you right now. Just receive that healing. Your bone marrow is coming to life in Jesus' name. There's power flowing through your bones right now, making them strong, renewing your blood. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Oh, God, you are so awesome. We love you, Lord, and exalt you tonight. You are exalted above every name. You are the healer, Lord, and we magnify you above every, every name. Your word is alive and powerful. Your word is effective. The Lord is healing people of fibromyalgia. Someone's had a problem with this for a number of years. They've been dealing with pain, pain in their body for a long time. It's become debilitating. You're taking lots of medications. You're ready to be done with it. Who's dealing with fibromyalgia? There's a lady right here. Lady right here, there's someone at the back. If you're ready to be done with it, receive it right now. It's coming your way. It's coming your way. That's the Spirit of God entering into your flesh, into Amen. your nerves, into pushing out that fibromyalgia right now. Start to move around. Feel that pain leaving your body. Start doing something that you couldn't do before. Start making a move in the direction towards Jesus. Just start moving around. Start swinging around, doing stuff that you couldn't do before. Things that would cause you pain before. You can do them now. Amen? You receive it. Someone's being healed right now of throat issues. And I mean, these are serious throat issues. Uh, throat cancer, where your larynx has been uh, told you're going to have to have it removed. I'm telling you, the enemy's trying to steal your voice. And I'm hearing the Spirit of God saying, whatever that is going on in the throat area, it's being healed right now. Who is that? Is that you, brother? Praise God. Who is that right here? Amen. You receive that right now. The healing of your throat. The enemy is not stealing your voice. You are becoming a voice to this generation right now in Jesus' name. We release that in the name of ab above every name. Praise God. Any kind of throat issues, you receive that right now in Jesus' name. That healing anointing is here for your throat. People are being healed of kidney disease. Who's got problems with their kidneys? Maybe you've been on dialysis. But it's, it's time to be done with dialysis. Yes. Kidney disease is over. Is that you? Right at the back there. God is healing kidney disease right now. He's right setting you free. There. He's creating in you a new kidney. Amen. A new kidney in Jesus' name. New kidney in Jesus' name. Yeah, 100% kidney function. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just bless you for that new kidney right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Creative miracles. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. I know this sounds like a small thing, but I just feel someone's had a problem with fungus in their toenails. They've had a problem with fungus in their feet. Is that you? It's really annoying, isn't it? We're just cursing that fungus right now. We There's speak healthy toenails. Loads of you, all right? Several Loads people. of you. Wow, if you've got fungus in your toenails, we just stamp it out. It's under your feet. Amen. It is cursed. It is leaving your body. Amen. It has been eradicated out of here. Praise Amen. God. Woo. <laughs>
This brother's just receiving a manifestation. Hallelujah. We look like we received a healing down here. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. To find out what's happening. Hey, Brian. We're going to have Brian down here. We're going to get you to come towards Brian if you have a testimony. Thank you, Jesus. I tell you, all kinds of manifestations happening all over the place. If you've been set free from something tonight, come down the front here and tell us about it. We want to hear it. We, don't, we want to make Jesus famous. Amen? We're going to encourage other people with the testimonies. You know, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. The word of our testimony. David Carter, are you available? Do you have a microphone, please? All right, so you, you just stay right here. If you have a testimony, come down here. This is David. Wave at wave the people. David, this is David in the, in the nice plaid shirt here. If you have a testimony, you come see David and tell him about it. We want to get you on the microphone. If you've got a testimony you want to share, like Carly's saying, come on down, see David, and share that. Encourage somebody else. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Speak it out, declare it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, you are so awesome. I keep hearing pituitary gland. Somebody has a problem with their pituitary gland. Where are you? You got a problem? And Jesus is healing. If you've got a problem with your pituitary gland, I don't know what the symptoms are that you are there, but Jesus is healing your pituitary gland right now. And all of the ill effects, we command that gland to start functioning right now as you were created to be. 100% as you were created to be, Thank fully you. functioning in Jesus' name. And we reverse every pituitary gland be healed of that disease in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Fully functioning pituitary gland. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Man, this is exciting, isn't it? See all these people receiving 
telling you, God wants the body of Christ healthy. He wants us learning how to walk in health and wellness. Thank you, Lord God, for your vision for the church. The power of love, the power of unity, the power of connection. Man, the devil's the accuser of the brethren. He's such a liar. He's a thief. He comes to kill. But he is under our feet all because of Jesus. Man, this lady's been healed. She wasn't able to release toxins from her body and now she's just been received a healing. She's healed. She can release toxins from her body, every part of you. And, you, and her body can receive nutrients. He couldn't do that before. Praise God. Amen. That's awesome. magnify your name tonight we magnify you Lord God you are worthy of all of our praise Lord thank you for paying the price thank you Lord that it is by your stripes we were healed thank you Jesus <laughs> Tracy, would you come up here and share the vision that God gave you last night? The laughing. My wife had a vision last night during worship, and I just wanted to share it with you real quickly here. This is my wife, Tracy. Um, last night, while um, you were sharing the testimonies, it was really exciting because at one point, I saw Jesus just throw his head back and just laugh hysterically a huge belly laugh he was celebrating the victory and he was enjoying this as much as you were isn't that awesome that's, that's awesome praise god that's powerful i don't know if you ever get a picture of jesus laughing you know sometimes we think jesus just has a scrunched eyebrow the whole time no, I'm telling you, Jesus laughs. He rejoices over us with joy. He dances over us with joy. And last night, he was so happy over the fact that we were finally getting it. Amen. Carly, what happened? Amen. Well, this is Pam, and she's got something to tell us. Um, when I first signed up um, for a meal ticket, I, have, I had food allergies, and I didn't know if I'd actually be able to eat the food. So I came in knowing that either I'm not going to eat or I'm going to be able to eat. But I knew that the Lord would work it out. And on the first day, you had called out food allergies and stomach yes. healing and everything. I and remember. I'm like, Lord, I'll, I'll take that. Yes. And I accept that. And I've been eating on faith, eating all the food. Amen. And all of these things I was supposed to avoid, I've been eating them. And I don't have any 
And I'm well. I have no problem. Isn't that Amen. awesome? So. Jesus has healed you of food allergies. That's Amen. So awesome. Praise God. Praise God. I'm telling you, so many people in our culture today deal with food allergies. And Jesus said that we can partake with thanksgiving and eat anything. Man, don't settle for less when God came to give you his best. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. bones they've got they've got bone spurs that have just been causing them pain and irritation is that you stand up for me stand up for me someone someone lay hands on this lady in the stripy top yeah people around you just gather around we just command those bone spurs to dissolve right now in Jesus name we break off those bone spurs we tell your bones be healed all the effects of this this is damaged we just re we just renew these cells we renew these muscles, these, these soft tissue around this, these sites that have been in, inflamed. We, we speak pain to go. We command these, these bones to just re be removed. Be gone now forever in the name of Jesus. Ma'am, do you have any pain in your body? Do you have any pain? You don't have any pain in your body? Did you have pain beforehand? You had pain beforehand, now you don't? Praise God, because you're healed, amen? You're healed. Isn't that awesome? Praise God. Isn't this fun, you guys? I mean, look around. There's bodies laying on the floor. There's, you know, ministry going on everywhere here. This is what the body of Christ looks like when it's doing business. This is, this is a, fresh, a fresh testimony sheet here. Yeah. It says somebody's had 13 ankle surgeries, including a bone fusion. She felt the overwhelming heat sensation during prayer and leg straightening and fluid movement in that fused ankle. She said she's healed. I claim the full capability of movement and activities. They're healed of a bone fusion. Praise Amen. God. David, another one here. This lady is saying, um, I had the ring error. This person, I don't know if it's a lady. I had ringing in my ears for years. Can you imagine? I was prayed for before the service. My healing was completely delivered during worship and when praise began tonight. So no more ringing in the ears after all those years of hearing ringing. Amen. It's awesome. We got Brian down here with a microphone. If you have a testimony, if you've been receiving healing, you can come tell him about it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm 
just hearing speech impediment. Someone struggled with their speech. Maybe it's a, a, a formation problem in the mouth. Yeah. There's something that hasn't formed correctly. There's some stuttering there. They're, they're struggling to speak. They've suffered for a number of years. Let me, who is that? Who's, who's got a speech impediment of some kind? Right down here. Okay, speech impediment. We just loose this speech impediment right now. We, re, we rebuke this speech impediment. We speak clear speech over you. that You can speak clearly. God says His words in your mouth are just as powerful as they are in His mouth as if they spoke in from His, his own mouth Himself. You can speak clearly in the name of Jesus. We remove all hindrance to your speech in Jesus' name. The power of life and death are in your tongue. They're in your tongue. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Sunday night and I woke up Tuesday morning to come and I had a bone knee and a kneecap I'd never had. Well there you go. So and that tonight, gone. What pardon? Has that has that metal gone? It's not there anymore? It's not there anymore. Well this woman had metal in her knee and it's not there anymore. Right. Praise God. Right. And it was put on crooked, my bottom half of my leg. And now it's on straight. It's looking good. You've got, you got great knees. Thank you. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Wow, that's awesome. That's the Holy Ghost knee replacement right there. Maybe cheaper for us, but it costs Jesus his life. There you go. Amen. Lord, we value you tonight. We're so grateful for the price you paid for us to be walking in wellness. We exalt you, Jesus, above every name. You know, when you keep your eyes on Jesus, then the signs and the wonders happen. The miracles. But as soon as you start getting your eyes off of those things, off of Jesus onto those things, you're gonna start settling for what's not the best. 
and God wants you to have the best the best is Jesus you know the best is yet to come the best is yet to come you know what it is a whole eternity with him Amen. man it's wild our eternity's already started here on the earth we get to spend eternity together look at that healed man walking down the aisle oh yeah come on bro come on up here come on up here tell us what happened praise god come and show everyone what a healed man looks like yeah come on get a good look at this man camera people come on up here Squeeze Come on the up crowd. here and tell us what happened to you. Okay. My name is Russell Wilson, born and raised in Ohio. My mom and dad are back there in the corner. For 43 years, almost 44 years, be 44 years next month, my right hip was in the wrong place. Went to doctors. I remember one surgeon looked at it. He said, I could fix it but it might not be as good as it is right now. So we're better off leaving it. So I went to a better surgeon. Jesus is in the house. Amen. If you're sitting back there and you need prayer for something, come on up here. Yeah. There'll be somebody at least lay hands on you and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And whatever's afflicting you will leave. You've had Holy Spirit hip surgery, huh? You better believe it. Amen. It's the best kind. There's no pain. Did you walk up and down these steps before like that? Um, I could have before, but I can now. You can now? You couldn't, I can you now. couldn't have done that before, but now you well, can. Well, I could walk, but I had a really bad limp. Yeah. But a now noticeable you're doing good. limp. I don't have it anymore. No more limping. You're walking good. Jesus is bigger than your problems. He sure is. Jesus is bigger than your pain. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. You just receive. You just receive. Hallelujah. Lord, we just magnify you. We glorify you. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. That he got ministered to. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, many times we said this this morning, but what once was your mess becomes your message. What God delivers you out of is often what he'll use you to deliver others out of. Amen. You're a carrier of the goodness of God. I'm telling you, God's goodness is so incredible. It's so great. Many of you have callings on your life into healing ministry. I just feel like there are some people in here that have experienced some kind of trauma. They've had some traumatic events happen to them in their life. And they're suffering the mental, the psychological, the emotional, and the physiological effects of that trauma, even today. Even years, you're waving at me. That's you, right? 
even years after this has happened, the Lord, the Holy Spirit is healing your heart. You know, don't disqualify yourself from ministry. You're not a broken vessel. You're a whole brand new vessel, amen? He's renewed you, spirit, soul, and body. You are a brand new creation. You just receive it, man. You just receive it. The love of God is all over you. Amen. He loves, he's crazy about you. Praise he's God. crazy about you. You've got to hear it. I want you to shout from the rooftop, Jesus loves me. Amen. It's the truth of God setting you free. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Someone lay hands on this woman. Yes. Someone lay hands on this woman. He's imparting new gifts into you, man. New gifts. New things you haven't even unpackaged. Dreams. You're going to dream a whole lot bigger. A whole lot bigger. Stretch out your 10 pegs. Amen. A whole lot bigger. He's got plans for you. Hallelujah. You receive His love. You receive the healing power. That's the comforter at work in that woman. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. No problem for Jesus. Nothing too hard, nothing too small. No problem for Jesus. You know, He's borne our griefs and He's borne our sorrows so that we don't have to. Thank you, Jesus. Being healed all over this room. Thank you, Lord God. So rain of my shadow. So coco give us suffering of my shadow. I just hear the Lord saying not to despise to despise small beginnings. Somebody here needs to hear that word. Not to despise small beginnings. Thank God for where you are right now because it's not where you're going to be. Where God's sending you is a different place from where you are. But don't despise the smallness of where you are right now. But stay faithful in what God has placed you in and called you to because God has greater things for you to do. In the name of Jesus, if that's you that I'm speaking to tonight, wave your hand at me, would you? Praise God all over the place in here. I'm telling you, just receive that word tonight of encouragement. Don't be discouraged. Don't despise small beginnings. But you be encouraged because the greater is yet to happen. The greater is coming. But it's already in you now in seed form. And God is just wanting you to be faithful in what he's called you to right now. It's in the right now that that seed has been grown and, and flourishing. And I'm telling you, God is faithful to his word. He watches over it to perform it. So you cooperate with him, even in this beginning season right now that you're in. Father, we just release that anointing. We thank you, Lord God, for new beginnings. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you meet us in those places of new beginning. And Lord God, that you do not uh, leave us where we are, but you love us where we are. 
and we thank you for the vision that you have for us we're going to wait for it lord even though it tarries we're going to wait for it because we know it's for an appointed time and we declare lord god that your timing is perfect and we're going to be faithful in the little so that you can make us ruler over much and lord god we are going to steward what you've given us and we release that by the spirit of god tonight and come into agreement in jesus name wow that's awesome that is awesome thank you father world-changing ministries i'm telling you i've seen it so many times in my lifetime happen in small beginnings in small beginnings the ways of the kingdom are absolutely opposite from the world i'm telling you it's just amazing god says the first will be last the last will be first it's more blessed to give than it is receive if you want to find your life lose it i mean the things of the kingdom are just backwards from the world and that's why they seem foreign to us sometimes but god's ways are always better go with the kingdom go with the kingdom amen we are kings and priests reigning in this lifetime praise god i love this man it's like a holy ghost hospital praise god surgery triage all kinds of stuff going on <laughs> thank you lord this is awesome. I mean, praise God. This this man had a stroke a while back, and he didn't have any feeling or movement in his arm. And now, tell tell him what's changed. Well, now I've got um, feeling in my whole left side. Um, praise God. And what? And when I used to walk, I was very unstable. And now when I set down my left foot, I know where it's at. And I know how it's being placed, and I, I don't go off balance anymore. When I first started walking, I don't know how many times I used to take falls on the sidewalk, and I couldn't get up. People in cars would, would come by and see me laid out and trying to get up, and they'd stop, pull over, and good people good-hearted people I uh, I've met so many of those kind of people and now I'm walking but but to have and I think about those people now I won't have to bother them with them coming and picking me up off the ground and driving me home in their car your life is gonna change your life is gonna change and you know what what God's starting on in you he's carrying on to completion the whole thing you haven't seen nothing yet you haven't seen nothing yet and you know what there's more than this you're gonna see miracles in your hands you're gonna see miracles in your hands. So what you've received tonight, you go lay hands on somebody else. You go Amen. pass it on. The power of God's flowing through you, brother. So you go pass it on to somebody else. It's contagious. Amen? Amen. You got it. You got it. I tell you, That's strokes awesome. are no problem for Jesus. No problem for Jesus. That's Paralysis awesome. is no problem for Jesus. Praise you, Lord.
Well, we're going to say goodnight. It's going to be an exciting day tomorrow morning. Be sure you're here on time for worship. We've got a really exciting announcement tomorrow morning we're going to be sharing with you. You're all going to be involved in a worldwide video. Yeah. Going to be filmed from a helicopter flying over our property tomorrow morning. And you all get to be a part of it. So that'll be happening tomorrow morning. We'll give you more details then. We love you all. Thank you so much for coming tonight. Good night.